Hey, everybody. I'm Resonant Yes. And I'm Road Not Taken. This is ridiculous. We're not doing this. Oh, okay. I'm Road Not Taken. And I am Resonant Yes. And this is our second of two episodes on Omarashi. Um, If you haven't listened to the first one, I recommend going to listen to the first one first. Because if you listen to the second one first, you will be confused. That's not how things work. Unless you're doing a countdown, and this is not a countdown. Or unless listening to second things before first things is your kink, in which case, hey, I'm not judging you, but that is very specific. It is very specific. If you're into both diapers or AB, or both, and and listening to things backwards. We ain't judging. I mean, we're not. But if you want it to be the best it can be, I recommend listening to the first one first and listening to the second one second. Our guests on this episode are uh, Colorado Wet and Sloth on the Rocks, and this is uh, the remainder of our conversation on Pee in Your Pants, or Omarashi as it's better known. So without further delay, here's Love and Brief. So I'd love to hear from from you, uh, CW, as you've... um as you've sort of engaged the ABDL community. So there's there's a handful of people who have been on our show who are not necessarily associated with the ABDL community, they wouldn't identify as ABDL, who have given us some really value valuable perspectives on what uh, the ABDL community is. When you've intersected with the ABDL community, how have you seen the overlap or potentially the conflict that shows up between your kink and the ABDL community? I think for me, Something with my overlap with the ABDL community um, kind of um, became from listening to your podcast and made me a little bit more interested and informed about the community itself and people's experiences. I, I think for myself, my experience with Omarashi is that it's still really a young community here in the United States. Um, and People aren't really, they seem really shy in, in my experience. They, they, they don't seem like they want to really ever meet in person or, you know, threaten a con or, you know, go to a fet fest or anything like that. Um, and I think for myself, seeing the ABL community kind of come together has been something that's been really positive for me to see as a potential for the Omarashi community. I don't see too much conflict because if anything, I see more um, Omarashi people who are ABDL or ABDL people who come into the Omarashi community. So there's a lot of interlinking together. Um, For myself, there's something about, you know, the the pants actually being wet. is you know is a is a thing for me. I'm I'm glad you said that because it's it's really tempting to sort of mash these two together and be like, oh, good, it's pee and there are pants. But <laughs> um, what you're calling out is like, and this is the beauty of kink, right? Like, one person may look at somebody with wet jeans and be like super hot, and the other person's like, why weren't you wearing a diaper? This is dumb. <laughs> and that's the beauty of how kink works. I'm I'm super intrigued though that. Omarashi, I guess I just assumed in my ignorance that Omarashi would be a much bigger community because going and buying diapers and associating with diapers sounds like one step further versus everybody's pee their pants at some point or another. But I'm hearing you say, no, I mean, really, the community isn't quite there yet. 
right for sure um it seems like most of the community that is like more um active within the the fet community are the people who are diaper lovers or you know in the ab community as well which which is awesome it's so great that you know a subgenre of a subgenre community was able to create actually active, you know, um, cons and all these kind of different things and podcasts and all this kind of stuff. I think it's absolutely great. I think so too, and I want that for you too, uh, Sloth. Let's let's go to you. Talk talk to me about your perspective on where these where these two are sort of intersecting or not intersecting. Yeah, I think CW brought up some really good points, and and I think one thing that uh, I see uh, being able to relate both on the OMO and the DL sides is that um, for me, I feel that um, a wedding and, and OMO is something that is a little bit less tested by fire in the sense that if you are ABDL, you know pretty quick out of the gate that you are on the more extreme end of king. I found it a little bit easier to uh, share with others, live sort of a daily life with Omo than I have with a DL side. And the DL side, I think typically, uh, I think the ABDL tends to marginalize people more so. And anytime you have a community that is uh, more oppressed, even if it's just through societal norm and not acts of oppression, um, you end up with a stronger bond in that community. And I think that's why we're now seeing in this time of greater freedom. I think now we're seeing um, a, a stronger ABDL community versus the OMO community. And, you know, it, it, it used to be that uh, talking about uh, hot wax and rope was, was you know, sort of, <laughs> it was starting to push the boundaries a bit, right? And, and now we're sort of in this situation where we've sort of moved through that. And we're starting to understand that there's so many different things and so many different kinks that people have. Um, you know, but holy uh, moly, sloth, you are unlocking something for me here. So I, I, I'm going to paraphrase, and you tell me if I totally screwed it up. But like, there's this weird, uncanny valley where it's not normal enough to be commonplace, but it's not weird enough to sort of galvanize the people who are in it into forming community. That almost somewhere in that weird middle. I think that's very concise and, and very well put, and I think it loses its footing a little bit in there. I think it's something that's huh. a little bit easier for us with Omo to sort of put in the back burner and be like, uh, so in my case, I married a very Nilla girl. She is vanilla to a definition. And, and, uh, those are, wait, are the, I didn't know that vanilla all the way through was a real thing. You found one. I, I found one. I cut her in half. Honest to God, it's not just vanilla coating right through the middle. It's vanilla all the way through. All the way through. <laughs> She's a unicorn. She's a oh, unicorn. She's a unicorn. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, and, and in my case, I had to decide, you know, okay, this person is still a very awesome person and I'm willing to sort of um, deregulate this part of my life in exchange for all these other wonderful attributes. Um, you know, and we tease each other back and forth a bit, but it's definitely not something that she can easily get into. And because she doesn't have any other kink, she can't relate and build upon that. She doesn't have a, a bondage kink that she could sort of then say, hey, I, I get how that does that for me. And, you know, let me sort of play into that with you. Uh, so so that, going back so, to your point that you made, um, I think that uh, it is very true that, that uh, Omo is sort of in that, uh, in, in sort of a gray mist area. And, 
maybe maybe it's just a community that's just waiting to really come out strong and it just hasn't had a chance yet. I don't know. Well, well maybe this is one of those tiny catalyzing moments. Maybe there will be other Omo folks who are like, yeah, I listen to this ABDL podcast because there's nothing for me. And they're going to call you and be like, can we start an Omo podcast? <laughs> you know, that that's would be so pretty good. cool. That would be excellent. All right. Well, let me know. We'll give you some tips and, and tricks. I would love to hear that. And we'll pitch you on the podcast. And we'll put you on the podcast. And we'll it. pitch you. Oh, pitch you. Yeah, and we'll do that too. Yeah. So I, I do want to um, ask for you, Sloth, when you engage your partner, how do you talk about Omo as a kink? How do you describe what it means to you, why it matters? I mean, I, I'm, I'm making presumptions that you do talk about it. That may not be true. But um, you, you, you mentioned that it's not something that, that your partner has... Uh, immediate access to it. How do you describe what it is about Omo? Because I really want to, I want to get a sense for our listeners. What is it about Omo? I think that's an area I've probably failed the relationship a little bit in. Uh, you know, right out of the gate, we've been together for a number of years now, and right out of the gate, um, as in within the first few months, it's something that I opened up about. And she was very much um, on, on the front of, of um, pink, okay, what's this pink stuff? And, um, Oh, and I'm I'm okay with you, you know, having this Omo thing, but I don't think it's something I actually want to partake in. And over the years, it's developed into uh, more of a, um, it is there, and it's it's not something that we sort of plan or role play for. Uh, it is there on more of a foreplay and soft core sense. It doesn't enter our relationship in a hardcore sense. Um, but you know. Uh, you know, we'll tease each other and whatnot. And it's very much sort of like the runway to, to, to the event. You know, it, it'll sometimes sort of get us going. And, uh, you know, but on, on the same token, I think it's a little bit difficult sometimes for her because there is somewhere, there is this line of uh, dealing with the incontinence on a daily life and, um, and her not wanting to step over that line and, and potentially offend me. And, and she's, I can tell she's very cognizant of that. And I think that it um, being incontinent has a hindrance in this application to it because it's so close to the king. Um, you know that I, I think it's yeah. it's it's, a, it's actually a bit unfortunate on the kink side thing. And and we there's yeah. areas that I think we don't uh, walk down together uh, in regards to this kink just because it is in this weird gray area that I don't mm -hmm. think I could have come up with a definition even if I tried. And how is she supposed to know how what the proper reaction is or the proper response at the, at which time if it's something that I'm still confused about and I don't know inside. So it's been a little bit of a limiter for us. Yeah. I mean I, I simultaneously I'm I'm experiencing empathy for like I can see where that limiter comes in and I can feel that with you. And it just intellectually, it makes total sense to me that when you can't define why one thing turns you on but another thing is embarrassing with your own experience with incontinence and she's trying to guess at this why is that hot but this isn't exactly that is so well put yeah. and and to bring a real life scenario into it you know for somebody who does maybe has no uh omo background um uh, you know is if i were to say go out get the mail and um you know, I thought that was all good. And for whatever reason, a neighbor grabs me and starts talking to me. And, you know, like five minutes later, I'm like, okay, I'm sorry, I got to go. And, and I got to go 
running away like they're contagious. Uh, you know, that is a situation that was not enjoyable for me. But then there have been situations where I've just went to just run to the store and, you know, coming back in the car, it, it becomes a desperation type of situation. And that can actually be enjoyable, even though it's something I didn't look for going into it. You know, now, obviously, if I were uh, on my way to a job interview, that would be a very different situation. But um yeah. But yeah, there's, 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 there's lots of room to sort of play play with it as far as the kink goes. And I can totally understand why your partner would have a hard time judging which is which. But I do want to pose the same question, actually, to CW. Um, what is it? when If you try to explain it to a partner, what do you say is the attraction? How do you talk about the attraction to Omo? Right. So the attraction to Omo for me is, and you know, it's, it's always been complicated for me, and I, I feel like over the last, you know, years being with with my current partner has really allowed me to understand a little bit more about what it is that really, really gets me going. And I think there's that unplanned aspect to it. I think there's that you just wet your pants that so you can see it kind of aspect to it, you know, and that can play into embarrassment, humiliation, but also there's an aspect for me in my experience with it was kind of empowerment. Um, I think for myself, with my own experience, you know, wetting myself, um, going out on long hikes, and I'm like, oh, it's a straight AC, you know. I, I remember there was a quote that I read once, um, Love is like wetting your pants. Only you can feel the warmth, but everybody can see it. Oh, I like that. That's great. <laughs> I kind of want a shirt that says that. I do too. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I I think, um, just listen to uh, how CW described it, it, it um, really made me realize that it is very much, at least for me, it is a power exchange. And the really cool thing about the Omo King is there's a very strong dichotomy of being able to experience a loss of control that can still be on your own terms. And there's not a lot of King oh. where you can really do that to yourself. And and there are times like you you can push yourself too too far and then that's it, you lose control. And there is nothing you can do about it. Like, you, you better not be standing on grandma's couch. And uh, I, I think that is just such a really cool aspect of this particular fetish. A loss of control, but on your own terms. You guys are so good at this. Yeah, very well said, both of you. Thank yeah. you. R&T, I wonder, you know, we've been um, getting such great wisdom from both of our guests, but you have experience with both sides of this, which is your experience with incontinence, which has been not so fun, mm -hmm. and your experience with the kink of ABDL, which has been more fun. Yeah. How would you answer this question about, you know, when is it okay and when is it not okay? Uh, well, that's a, that's a good one. I think you would think that I was listening and uh, formulating some thoughts of my own, but I was mostly just doing that first thing, so. Just listening to our guests, <laughs> yeah. yeah they, was... did, they did a damn good job. Yeah. Um, so for me, I actually think that I have 
maybe a different perspective than a lot of people who suffer from incontinence because I had had right off the bat a really negative experience yeah. with wetting my like everybody has negative experiences I guess with wetting your pants on accident yeah um, but you had a bunch of them and they were very negative and I had a partner who handled it very negatively at the time I was very ashamed and um so whenever I finally met you, R.Y., and I actually didn't know that someone could be into that part of it. I oh. thought that people were into it only because that's what you do in a diaper. And if it's easier for you to go in a diaper, all the better. Oh. So I really didn't understand. You didn't um, understand that Omo was a thing. I didn't. And so the first time I had an accident with you and you were like, <laughs> I actually was pretty excited. Okay. So I know I get that it's, um, but I also get the other side of it too, because whenever random people ask me about it, I'm like, hey, this is, I, I gave you the picture. Like, that's it. That's, I'm not, I don't want to give any more of this embarrassing moment to you, but I gave you the picture. It's online. You can play with it, do whatever you want with it. But mm. the story, whenever I tell you about it and you react really positively, like if I'm like, I had an accident at work and you're like, that's really hot, baby. I'm like, oh, thank God. Like, because the other option for me is, is the way I'm feeling about it, which is embarrassed. Oh. And I felt more sexy having accidents versus than I thought I could. Yeah. Yeah. Which, um, it's why it works for me. Like it works really well for me that you're really into it because I feel attractive yeah. to you in those moments, which is, these are the moments where I don't feel attractive. I'm like, Oh God, like just, it's real bad. Like, but, and then it's not, it's not with you. So when people ask about it, um, it sounds like that is less welcome. It's less welcome. And I don't really know if I can tell you why, other than I know you love it, but you love me oh. and you make me feel relaxed about it. And these are people who are just rubbing between their legs and want to hear more about it. Sure. Like, which is, I guess that's why we post the pictures. And so I don't really know why I feel conflicted about it. Well, but it's one thing to post pictures for consumption. It's another thing for people to ask you about it. Yeah. Because I really am kind of humiliated by the experience. Yeah. Um, and it's RNC, only... that makes a lot of sense. That makes so much sense. It uh, does. The fact that, that uh, it, you would be able to feel that way in our wise presence. You know, and it, it just re listening to what you were saying right now just brought me back to an earlier episode where uh, you had mentioned something along the lines of, um, you know, being able to hold it is something that everybody is taught they should be able to do. And, and kids are able to do this. And you're thinking, what is wrong with me? And I think that type of feeling is probably still something that carries over, doesn't it? To, um, you know, if you have an unwanted act, whether our wife finds it hot or not. Yeah, it, it does carry over, I think. Of course. How could you push that out of your sort of collective experience? Yeah. And whenever he's like, you're still super attractive to me. And in this way, you're actually more attractive to me right now. Um, than you were 10 minutes before you told me and it, it more, it touches in that really deep, like ouch place. Whenever people are like, tell me more about how you couldn't hold it. And I'm like, mm. I don't want to tell you more about how I couldn't hold it. Like <laughs> I don't want to, but okay, I think so, you're right. So I think that does, that, that makes a lot of sense. It sounds like, um, where people are suffering, there is not, uh, arousal. Right. But where people are 
having an experience and you're distance enough from the experience that you're not affecting them, you're not engaging them, you're not reminding them of, of the experience, it creates a safer place for arousal. And then where you're in an intimate partnership, mm-hmm. it really opens up the opportunity for arousal. Definitely for me, that's the case. So it's that, it's that empathy bridge that makes the difference. Yeah. I think for me that's the case. And you know all the ins and outs of my experience. So whenever I tell you, you have a lot more information. And I trust you with yeah. that information. And I trust your response. What do you guys think? I think that uh, what goes right along with that, what uh, RNT was saying, is also this um, this sort of acknowledgement with the person that, you know, whether a close friend or you're there, your partner, that you come with a bunch of baggage. and it's cool, partner, if, if you find it hot, but I also know that you're there for me if I'm like, I got to talk about this for 10 minutes because it completely ruined my day and threw my presentation right off. And uh, I think that that just in itself probably makes a very vulnerable but very safe uh, environment mm-hmm. where we can let our guard down a bit and say, hey, yeah, this is actually kind of a, a fun OMO kind of moment. Absolutely. What an important distinction. Like if, if you came to me as a friend and you were like, hey, I had this issue while I was doing a presentation and I started rubbing myself, you'd be like, well, fuck this. I'm having a terrible experience. Yeah. And you're getting off. But if you can come and know that I'm going to be nothing but compassionate, it's yeah. a very different distinction. Exactly. Absolutely. What about, what about UCW? What are your feelings on that? And, and somebody who, you know, isn't uh, – incontinent myself too, you know, medically, you know, I, I, I felt, you know, I can relate to that too with, uh, you know, coming to a partner about that too, with somebody who I have high respect for and telling them like, I have this thing, you know, it might not be a medical thing, but, you know, having them accept it is really nice. And, you know, there's, you know, I've, I've wet the bed on a handful of occasions after, you know, I've gotten a little overzealous with my holding too, and you know they've always been sympathetic with me because I, you know, I I felt really bad about it. Yeah, that you know, it actually is. It's nice to hear someone who doesn't experience it regularly still having a really positive experience with their partners when that happens. I think that's really. It's, it's actually, I think, bigger of your partner than if you're like, hey, BT Dubs, if I'm not wearing a diaper, I will always wet our bed. <laughs> like, that's, they know. <laughs> like, he knows. Um, yeah. So I think that's really big of your partner. That's really wonderful. Yeah, sometimes I feel like when I, you know, mention it to people in previews, it's almost like having, you know, not, not to relate it in any sort of way because medical incontinence is much more, uh, you know, it's medical but you know when i when i've made myself incontinent and having somebody accept it i can relate to that because there's Mm. definitely been times where it was not right timing you know it was embarrassing we had to go home medically to bed all those kind of things and that sucks it sucks a lot you know when when i don't mean to do that you know and I've been fortunate to have partners who have accepted that as, you know, not shameful or anything like that. And 
It sounds like it's created a wonderful experience of empathy that for you. That is good you. empathy. Yeah. yeah. You're like, I didn't mean to, so it sucks. Yeah, and then you can kind of, whenever you're watching your own content, you can be like, I know exactly what that feels like. And, like, so, I mean, we're talking about empathy, but I will say on the other side, there's also a lot of arousal here, and that's great, too. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't want to say, like, oh, if you ever if you ever get off on Omo, you're probably a, you're probably a bad, non-empathic person. Like, what we're saying is you can create compassion in the places where somebody's hurting and you can separately have arousal yeah in the places where it turns you on yeah in the same way if you were like hurt and you had like a big scrape on your shoulder and i'd be like oh poor, i'm sorry you're still you're still really hot i like you with your shirt off and i'm kind of <laughs> turned on by it but like i'm sorry that yeah, you're, hurting. Sorry you're hurting yeah you can still have feel like um anyway i'm getting off topic guys you have been amazing this has been such an amazing episode i cannot thank you enough before we go i'd like to ask um both of you if you know any resources that we can send out into the world uh to our listeners to help them find more information on omo or um community uh i'm hopefully cw has something i don't have uh any resources that i'm aware of um uh, but what, the one resource I would say is the members of the community themselves. And um, I'm on Instagram quite a bit, so I'm not sure how some of the other platforms are. But if you actually strike a legitimate, um, real connection with with some people who have OMO, um, you know, you can very quickly have them open up to you about it. And uh, what better resource than, than learning right from the source of, of those who uh, who experience it and whether it's something you're trying to understand or whether it's something that you, uh, you have to, and you're also trying to understand, but, um, yeah, don't be afraid to reach out, you know, because there might not be a, a sort of an, a, a big OMO forum, uh, community, but, uh, there's a lot of us that are out there that are still having fun with it. And, uh, we're very willing to talk to others. What about you, CW? I remember probably about 15 years ago, Craigslist was, was a thing and that was the only avenue <laughs> hate to say it but then i got introduced to fet life you know i got involved in fet life and you know i had you know mostly men emailing me interesting messages and then finally over the last you know handful of years there's been a website called omarashi.org that has really taken the reins of the whole Omarashi community in the United States. And it's a very active forum with people talking about their interests. It's moderated too, so you're not stuck with a bunch of wet pants pics or dick pics or any of this kind of, you know, stuff that for myself I experience on that life. Um, and I found that has been a great resource to meet people and talk to people and find content and share stories and, you know, also even share like, you know, your difficulties, you know, there's a lot of people who come there who are like, well, I don't know what's wrong with me. And, you know, a lot of people come out to, you know, like it, it's normal, you know, so omarashi.org hands down is, the best I can recommend. Pro tip. Love it. 
omarashi.org. CW, yeah, I I'm so glad you mentioned that. I completely forgot about that. And, and that is a very good, and that's a thriving website. So definitely go there and ignore what I said a couple minutes ago. <laughs> In my early days, I found, so I found Omarashi before ABDL somehow. Um, and and I there were all these sites. I remember Shara and Jer's female desperation page. I remember wetset.net. And then, then I found ABDL and I never looked back. But uh, so I'm not recommending those sites. I have no idea <laughs> if they exist and if they're just the worst. But um, I'm glad to hear that somebody has picked up the mantle of how we do OMO. And my hope is that they're doing it in ways that are um, super hot and simultaneously compassionate and sensitive and not um, taking advantage of people's worst experiences and worst moments. That's my hope. Same. Yeah. Thank you to both of you. This has been a really illuminating episode on Omarashi. Yes, thank you so much, well, both of you. Thanks very much for giving us the chance to talk about it. I never in my life at least thought I would uh, uh, actually have a chance to speak about something like this. So that, that in itself is really cool that you share our plat- your platform uh, uh, with us on that. Absolutely. And CW um, and Sloth, we will invite folks that if they want to reach out to you, is it okay if they do that, if they have questions about OMO or how they can can maybe learn more about it? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm a pretty open book and um, they can find me on uh, both PetLife and Instagram as uh, Sloth on the Rock. And for myself, like this is great. Thanks for the platform too. And you know, first podcasting everything. So this, this is great. And you can find me on Pet Life at Colorado Wet or omarashi.org under the same name, Colorado Wet. Perfect. Thank awesome. you. And you can find us on the Love and Brief podcast group on Fet Life, which uh-huh. is actually how this topic got started. If you wonder how do topics happen, this is a big one. You can even just watch it. Like you can see it happening. Yeah, you can see it happening. Somebody posted In and said, I want to hear more about Omarashi. And we said, cool, let's do it. Um, you can also find us on Tumblr. That's mm-hmm. Resonant Yes. And you can find us on Instagram, Instagram with and, Resonant Yes. And we have an email address, and it's loveinbrief at gmail.com. Yeah, that's not too hard. This is where we get our questions, and this is where we get in contact with folks. So please do send us questions, send us thoughts, send us comments. Tell us what you like about the podcast or what you don't like. The point is we would like to be in touch with you. Until then, R&T. Yes. This has been another edition of Love and Brief. <laughs>